Welcome to Plus Titles Down the Dynasty with your host at Life from the Ben and with me as usual, my co-host at FF Doormat. How are you today, Matt? Mate, I'm doing wonderfully well. Week three is in the books. Week four, quarter of the season coming up. Gotta love that. How about you, mate? How you doing? Mate, I feel like the se- like the year goes faster once the football season arrives. Like we wait and we wait and we wait and we're almost a quarter through the season. Unbelievable. It goes like that. Just yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. What's going on? I can't even, even today, just, just creeped up on us. Normally, we've done hours and hours, I'd say probably days of, of grinding, preparation, film, all 22, but today, it just snuck up on us a little bit. I don't know if it's because the long weekend we had in Melbourne or, or what it was. Yeah, it's just coming along very quickly this week, well, which is good, because I, uh, I can forget about the Patriots loss. Hey, hopefully, one day soon, the Patriots can get a win. Probably better off if we don't, really. Mac, going on after a few weeks, and we might be able to get another wide receiver to bust. Devontae Parker, mate. That was your call-out, Devontae Parker. It it was. Long time coming. I I got him in a couple of leagues. I didn't start him. I think I started him week one and two, and I had him. I should have known with my eyes. I just thought maybe it would have been Bourne or Agla Hall, but it was was Parker. Knew knew someone was going to go large against, you know, a banged-up Baltimore defense. But, yeah, love love to see that. That that was good. Hopefully he can keep that up, hopefully, but. Looks like it might be Brian Hoyer throwing him the ball. So, you know, my thoughts on Greg Dorch is that he's going back to the bench once Rondale Moore's healthy. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent same. I think as soon as Rondale Moore comes on, he'll be uh, back to special teams. If he even plays special teams, I've got no idea really. But, but yeah, he's definitely startable now, right? You can you can start him. If he's your flex, you still got to start three wide receivers, and he's your wide receiver four flex. You could be happy slotting him in there. You'd be feeling good. Uh, yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly, sir. So, uh, let, 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 let's continue with the shit that we got. Injuries. Cowboys winning. Tua's injury. Mac Jones's injury. Uh, I think the Cowboys are just fluking it. We did call it on the show. We did say, you know, that the defense could take over. It could be, could be Parsons' team, and the season wasn't over for the uh, for the Cowboys. Um, so, I, I think it's a bit overblown that. You know that rushes. You know, turn the team around, or he's doing simple things that you know. Like, I think that's a bit overstretched. But yeah, you can see that the defense has stepped up, and, and you know, Parsons has really played well. And you know, it helps if you're playing the Giants, right? <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think we said if they can get, if they can be 500 with Tom Dak comes back, then there's still a chance for a playoff team. So um, they won they won two games. They got the Rams. And the Bengals coming up, so if they can split one of those games, I think every Cowboys fan should be pretty happy with with that. And then if you get Dak back, you get Gallup back, you're three and three and two, or, or you know four and two or something, you you gotta be pretty happy with that. I think. No, absolutely. I wonder if it just might do Dak good too to just you know, have a bit of time off and then uh, come back in firing up. Take some pressure off him. Yeah, maybe, maybe Gallup will be back too. So you know. And and Tua, do you think he was concussed or not? Oh, hundred percent. 100% he was definitely concussed. The team said he was, he had a head injury right at first and they, they walked it back and, and said it was a back injury. And I'm glad he came back on the field regardless because you know, it's really up to the player if they want to, if they want to play on. It's their health. They can do whatever they want uh, as long as it's his decision. You know, if that was the Super Bowl, you know, and um, some, you know, back up, linebacker or something comes and clips him in the head and he fails the concussion protocol. And he's out of the Super Bowl. That that changes dynasty. You know, some people have been waiting 
20, 30 years to see their teams win a Super Bowl. And if that, you know, if that was happening in the Super Bowl, you know, sat out the game because he found a concussion protocol, that, that's a bit ridiculous. I think Julian Edelman did the same thing um, versus Seahawks. He got absolutely slammed, concussed, and, and got up and ran off and fell down. And, you know, and the other reason why was because he, he didn't want to go off, you know, that game. If he had, a, it could have been a different outcome. Um, but yeah, look, for, for mine, I, I think I think Pro Football Doc does a, a pretty deep dive on, on sort of what he thinks. Um, so go listen there if you want to hear more about it. But yeah, I, I think um, I don't think the doctor's pleasure or anything. I think he just beat the, beat the concussion protocol. It was a good result to see him back in the field. No one wants to see two backups. We want to see the best players out there playing. And he got the victory. So well on the tour, well on to the Dolphins. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, tour came back in the game. I think it was a good, after all he's been through with going to the bench last year. I think it was nice for the Dolphins to kind of put him back out there. Is that is that wrong to say? No, I think that's I think that's great. I think you you've got to overcome adversity in these games, right? And I think they gave up a safety too. I don't know if you've seen that that butt punt where they the punters just hit the butt of the tackle and it's gone but it's gone straight up in the air and they got a safety. You sort of thought that that was going to be the end of the game, you know, um, but they didn't. They they overcome it. So um, yeah, I think it's good. I think Flores was, was reportedly pretty high. I think Mike, Mike Florio, or I can't remember one of the Mike's anyway. Uh, he was saying that, that Flores was saying they should have drafted Mac Jones. He didn't want to. Apparently, he's really harsh on him, giving it to him. Um, so whether that's true or not, I don't know, but that's, that's what the talk is. You can see he's definitely turned it around. It sort of helps having Waddle and Torrey Kill on the same field. But regardless, he's he's doing well. So good on him. Love to see it. As a Patriots fan, are you ready for the Bailey Zappi era? <laughs> it's uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton era. Now, look, I think it's it's probably going to be Hoyer, right? I think they're going to probably roll out Hoyer. No, I'm not ready for it. It was terrible, his last start. I think we played heaps better than, than uh, the Chiefs, and he just couldn't do anything. And the Chiefs come back and put a pass down and give it to us. And, you know, they're probably just playing down to our level, really, in that game. But, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be frustrating. Uh, I guess we probably won't win anything this year with no wide receivers, so in the long run, it, it might be better. As a Pats fan, to you know, not to win so many games, it's going to be some ugly, ugly football played. I can tell you that much. It's not going to be pretty. But yeah, Bailey Zappi, I, I wouldn't mind that if they, if they give him, they roll him out. I think I would much rather roll out Zappi than Hoyer. I, I guess it just depends how familiar he is with the, with the offense. Uh, I think it's a pretty simple offense, but you know, rolling out a rookie QB with no wide receivers, I'm not sure if they'll do him any good. But yeah, I, I you know. You see more what you can do, and it's it's not pretty. Yeah. It's not. And you know, news <laughs> you've put it in here, Justin Fields, two hundred and ninety seven passing yards first first through the first three weeks is the lowest total since the merger for a starting quarterback. What was the merger? Ball reference. You know, the uh before it became the NFL when it was the what was it under N NBC and the T B R TBD, I don't know, whatever it was. Back in Johnny Unitas, pre-Super Bowl one, right? That's that's how long ago it was. Um, so, yeah, I think Lewis still, well, I think I still am a Justin Fields stand. I, I still believe, but that's a pretty incredible stat, right? Considering all that they've done to protect the passer, all sorts of records are being broken regularly, right? Uh, offensive records. To have your QB throw for less than 300 yards through three weeks, it's not a good stat. No, it's not. Pretty nasty. And it, it, probably nothing's going to change, right, too. Like, until 
uh, offensive coordinator changes or, or the coach changes, it's it's probably going to be more of the same, really. I hope not. Uh, I still believe. I think he's a great talent. He's got a good floor, but they're just not throwing the ball. And when you, you know when you see what I think they he dropped back fifteen times and got sacked five times, which that's pretty incredible, right? Like every third drop back, you're getting sacked. You're probably better off running the ball. I think Herbert absolutely carved it up. He just was was killing it. I think he was really efficient. With his carries, you know, his, his yards after contact was doing well. So I guess they're playing to their strengths and winning, right? Where as, as a football fan, that's all you want. Um, but for us, fantasy fans, not good. It's a football fan until you can ask for. Wins a win, right? Yeah. Um, Dynasty value changes. So CEH, I mean, he keeps producing, but he's got these horrible stat lines. Uh as you pointed out, zero red zone and zero goal line carries through the first three weeks. But he's RB four for the season. So what do you do with Ceh? I th- you can't you can't sell him because no no one is buying. I saw someone put out a tweet that you know it's now it's the sell high time for Clyde Edwards Lair, and I replied and said, "Tell me you haven't tried to sell Ceh without telling me you haven't tried to sell him because you just cannot get anything. No one's interested. It's almost like insulting." If you try and sell someone, Clyde able to lay because yeah, he's he was out snapped. I think McKinnon out snapped him this week. Uh, he's getting those receptions, which is good. But yeah, zero red zone, zero goal on. Um, does that change? Uh, not not sure why it would. Um, so that RB four, that's I think that's that's got to be inflated, right? He's going to come back down to earth a little bit, but you're not going to get any value. Um, smash accept on any first if you can get any first for him. Twenty four first. Uh, 25th first, 28th first, you probably take that too. If you're in one of Lucas's leagues where you can trade these uh, 28 firsts, um, <laughs> you, you'd probably take that. But yeah, like I, I said, it was almost like, how dare you try and sell me CH? How dare you? So yeah, I, I think you can't really get that. Like, would you sell him for a second? Uh, nah, I couldn't sell him for a second. I mean, he's only four. You can't you sell know, the I mean, RB4 for a second. I mean, there's a price, right, for just. Giving, like, like you're helping these people win the year, right? Then yeah, this would be a cost to, like, you know. And if he's just doing what he's what he's still doing now, if he's getting these receptions and he, and he's efficient with the carries he has got, you can still be an RB one, RB two for the rest of the year, right? If and if you're slightly minutes, you're RB four, or you know maybe it's a league where you got to start eleven or twelve. Some of the leagues we play, you do. Mm-hmm. Happy, that's an absolute bargain if you're paying a second for a, you know, an RB one or two, where some weeks he might have. Massive upside, right? Like some of the some of the weeks where the Chiefs blow out teams, he might have a you know a couple of huge weeks where you're you're paying nothing. I think um, yeah, you, just, you can't sell him. Maybe, maybe that changes in a few more weeks, but I think we're all scarred from you know, moving up to the 101, 102 when the Chiefs drafted him, and he just leaves a bit of a dirty taste in your mouth. I think. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? I would hold and hope that maybe the yardage comes. Yeah, I think you just gotta you just gotta take the points. Maybe maybe the goal line carries change, but for now, just losing too much value. I think if you bought him or you traded him, so you drafted him early. Um, Tua Ryan Tannehill's more QB one weeks than Tua. I, I still can't believe Tannehill's been a QB one twice this year. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was going through uh, a good friend of the show, uh, FF Spaceman Dave Wright. He uh, Caught up with him on the, on SFB. So um, ever since then, I've sort of been following him, and he has this excellent free 
spreadsheet, which is fantastic. You know, jump on there, use it yourself. Um, you find some great stuff on there. That's why figuring out bits and different pieces, and yeah, you can you can see for yourself. Right, Tanner Hills finished as a QB one twice, so top twelve QBR in the standard PPR league. Two has only done it once, uh, and the once that he did it was against Baltimore, right? Who were banged up. So Mac Jones played Baltimore without his wide receiver one in Jacoby Myers. Three for 300 yards. Flacco passed for over three. So make it that what you will. We're both on record saying we believe in Tua when it weren't, weren't out on Tua preseason. And I don't think that's changed, but yeah, look, it's an interesting stat, right? Like he, the one week he was a QB1, he was the QB1. It was a massive week, but other two weeks, you know, surprising, surprising little stat there. So maybe as much as the Tua surprised you there is maybe the Tannehill that he's still startable. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I can't. I, I've got Tannehill in a team I'm, I'm rebuilding. I put it out there in the group chat. You can have Ryan, Hill, Ryan Tannehill starting quarterback for for a second. Nothing. Well, I think that's there, there's you go. There's your homework, people. If you've got a second, go and buy Ryan Tannehill. If something goes wrong, blame Ben. But if it's right, you can you can thank me. Yeah, seems right. Even if he even if they even if he goes this year, say Willis comes on. Surely he's, he starts some, somewhere. He'll get a job somewhere. Starting yeah. with Gino Smith, is starting. He's doing well. Gino's doing well. But if he's starting, you know, you, you've got to think down the hill will be startable somewhere. Yeah. Um, I had a cool little sound drop. It's not going to work now that I broke my microphone. But um, <laughs> so uh, regrets. Who do you regret not buying? come week three of the NFL season, the player that you wish you were more aggressive in going out and trying to acquire? There's two two players. The uh, main one I regret um, is Garrett Wilson. I have zero Garrett Wilson shares. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, look, I've, I've, for some reason, probably because I've got a few Brees Hall shares, I've watched a lot of the Jets table, even watched some of their All-22 film, and he just looks sensational. I had a quite a week this week. But he was still fine, but he had a quite a week. Uh, so I thought maybe people might be out him, but you can't you can't buy him. You've got to play you've got to pay Jamar Chase prices almost to get him. I think I offered two firsts in one league that we're both in. I offered a first, a second and Rondell Moore. I, you know, offered pretty decent prices and it was a quick um deny and you know, that's fair enough. It's probably it's probably a good reject, but that's you know, you've got to pay more than two firsts to get him. So and you probably could have got him you know, mid, mid to late, not late, but you know, what was he 105, 104, 105, 106 in, in a lot of leagues, mm-hmm. super flex leagues, maybe even later. So, yeah, look, I definitely regret not having Garrett Wilson shares because he has looked great. Um, second regret is uh, regret is Saquon. I think uh, probably should have offered a first for him in a couple of leagues. I'm in um, the preseason when we did our, our consensus rankings, I think you had him higher than I did, and you sort of talked me into. To moving him up, but I still doubt a little bit. Just you know, with the injuries and the age, um, that's probably a big regret too. Because I think he's almost the RB one. I think some formats Chubb's the RB one, others it's it's Saquon. But yeah, I, mean, I should I should never doubt you. Yeah. Never never doubt Mr. Bailey because that, that, that was a good call. You were very high on him, and, and I tried to talk you down, but in the end, I, I listened to you and we moved him up. And it's uh, it's a shrewd move by you because uh, he's he's been great. I sent you a Saquon trade and you rejected it. <laughs> depends on depends on the league. It depends on the league. <laughs> hey man, it's a league winning trade that one. League winning. 
Not if not exactly. in the way. You sound like winning. That's true. They just like these rookies. You just want to buy these pretty rookies. Given these Malik Willis's. I don't know. It was, it was, I don't think it was a terrible offer. It was, you know, it, it was. No, no, no. It was, it was fine enough. I mean, that's that's what I like. You know, I, I like these these rookies that are probably never going to see the field. These Malik Willis's and whatnot. Um, I, I can't remember which league that's in, but I think that league I, I went QBX, and I'm sort of rebuilding. So I want to say that's why I said no, but. Yeah, he's he's looked great. It's, it's so good to see him healthy, and I think there's there's not a bunch of RBs that have that full bell cow roll, and he certainly is one of the, the few that do. So love that. Yeah. What are you What are you drinking, Benny? Um, I'm I'm drinking another one of One Drops uh, deeper oatmeal cream beers. Oatmeal cream. And it's almost finished. I've got a um a one fifty lashes James Squire Pale Ale. Keep it simple. Yep. Not as fancy as you Melbourne folk, but a nice drop. Drinks drinks of the pod. Drinks of the pod. Steal it from the Aussie guys. Hey, we're nothing but thieves here at the end of the day. It's <laughs> <laughs> all true. How about you, mate? Who do you, who do you regret not buying? Trevor Lawrence. I was high on him when he came out. Um, and I, I thought he would turn it around. Maybe not to this degree so quickly. But I really, really regret not just going in and smashing and buying more Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, look, I love that call. I think we talked about it on air, right? We mentioned that you know sometimes you have these bosses or these managers, they just micromanage you, they make your life a nightmare. You know, they really just you you don't have to work, you don't want to be there. And that person leaves, and someone else comes in. They're they're fresh, they trust you, they're they're young, and the whole outlook changes. And that sort of looks like what's happened um, with Trevor Lawrence, right? Peterson's in there. Uh, and it looks just like a completely new quarterback. I think his QBR for the year is 103, which is sensational. Um, you know, they've had a couple of good wins, and he's looked fantastic. So, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got to commit a bit more to some of these takes. I think when, we, when we're talking to these guys, let's um, let's jump on them next offseason. Let's listen to ourselves a bit more and make some moves. Moves we'll make. We've got to, yeah. I, I should have been more aggressive. Like, I was so high on him. I thought he'd do well. Uh, I, I think uh, what one of the problems I had this season is like when I was ranking him versus Trey Lance, who's now I mean out for the year. I, I ranked Lance ahead of Lawrence. He just felt safer because he was with Kyle Shanahan, and they you know traded multiple first round picks to move up to get him. I, I just I, I looked at what Shanahan had done with Jimmy G, and I thought, why can't he do that with? Trey Lance, and that was a mistake. Well, he's he still can. I think I think Trey Lance that can all be true, right? But um, I, I, yeah, I just think sometimes you know all the Twitter heads, all the talking Twitter heads, just get on and start bashing these players, right? And as much as you try and tune it out and, and listen to your process, you just you get this feeling in, in leagues you're in where people just start talking him down and start devaluing him, and you get sucked into that sometimes. Um, so I guess it's important just to go back to your rankings and, and go back to your value and, and what we predict. Uh, you know, we weren't, we weren't selling him cheaper or anything, but, yeah, you know, I think that's – I'm busy there. It would have been good to have – you know, you, you could have certainly bought, bought him a little bit lower in some leagues last year. I think a couple of people were, you know, mentioning in some league chats I'm in that they were out him and, and were looking at selling him. So that time has passed. Yeah, it's passed. It's gone. It's over. Horses bolted. <sighs> Just 
Well, you can't buy Lawrence now. Well, the thing is, he was he he was falling to the third round in startups, and now he'd probably be going in the first. Yeah, you you missed missed your window. Yep, it's we 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 predicted it. We you know we want want to say back. You'll see it, but uh, yeah, it just you got to block that noise out sometimes. And good good lesson learned. We need to we need to write some of these lessons learned down you know, so we can uh, we can give ourselves an uppercut and start again next off season. I'll certainly be giving myself an uppercut. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Uh, ice, yes. The Patreon. You can join our Patreon. Tier one is three dollars per month. Uh, that gets you in the TNT team group chat. Tier two is five dollars per month. That gets you early access to the Wave Y episodes, entry into our Frankenstein League and the TNT group chat. Tier 3 gives you all the above, plus one-on-one draft advice. That's $7.50 per month. Tier t- t- 4, $10 per month, gets you everything in Tier 3, plus it also gets you one-on-one roster analysis. And then Tier 5 gets you a podcast all about your league. So everything we've already mentioned, plus a special episode dedicated just to your league. Pretty crazy. I think it's great value, whatever you choose, because I say it every week, but there's just so many great minds in uh, the towards the titles team that cover everything from, you know, IDP to to redraft, to, you know, Devi, Dynasty, DFS, whatever the format is, Pirate Leagues, you know, Frankenstein League, whatever you want to play, someone's got some advice for you. Um, so even if you're just looking to a trade and you want to fill out the value, you can jump into Discord. You know, say I'm thinking this, and, and you'll get you know three or four voices back. Just to you know, just sometimes it's good just to have a, a check to you know see what the market value is. Do whatever you want to do, but you can bounce it off people sometimes. Just get a feel of of what you're doing. I think it's always good to to do that. So yeah, jump on that Patreon. And now, actionable some actionable stats and info. Ramon Stevenson, according to the stats that we have here, courtesy of at FF Spaceman. Uh, has outsnapped Damian Harris last week, forty-one to twenty-five. It's a massive difference. Yeah, it's a massive difference considering you know Harris was the one coming in, um, and you know it looks like Ramondre is going to probably overtake that backfield. This will be Harris's last year, so that, you know that that might continue to grow, or, or at least stay the same anyway. Um, so I think the rush attempts were similar. Um, the actual snap share, you know, I think there was like twelve attempts to eleven. Ramondre had 12 attempts. Damon Harris had 11 attempts, but the targets, you know, there's five targets to, to three. Um, so he's already overtaken that backfield, and, and I think it'll, it'll probably just continue to grow more. Rapid participation, 62% to Stevenson, you know, 27% to Harris. So they just, even back in his, his rookie year, I think Brady was still there then. Uh, they just didn't trust Harris to catch the ball. I think he, he dropped a couple of balls early and just, you know, James White was there and other options. So Stevenson's looked great when he has, you know, a couple of routes. He's, he's run some good wheel routes and looked, you know, sneakily good. Uh, they got Pierre Strong and I think Kevin Harris is still in the practice squad, I think. Um, Tom Montgomery signed as well, you know, first time back, even though he's on IR. Um, so probably, uh, I guess, sell Harris now while you can or you probably wait till he's traded in the off season. But yeah, outsnapped outsnapped him forty one to twenty five snaps. Pretty decent decent uh, advantage to Ramondre. 
And Brace Hall, the RB1 already. More snaps, receptions, targets, and more efficient. Yeah, so it's, it's close, right? He's not like he's got tons of more snaps, but, uh, you know, he's he's outsnapped him 40 to 38 snaps. I think the rush attempts, Brees Hall's had eight. Michael Carter's got 11, but for the same rushing yard. So Carter's got more um, rush attempts, but in the, the passing game, he was an absolute monster. Had 11 targets for six receptions compared to Michael Carter's two targets, where I think a lot of people thought maybe Michael Carter might be the better receiving back, but Brees Hall has just has taken over there. Um, I think his target share was second to only Derek Henry for week three. And Henry, as you pointed out, he only had a few targets. So it's a little bit different. When you, when you see those 11 targets, if you're in a PPR league, absolutely love that. Um, so, yeah, his, his efficiency is fantastic. Hopefully, you know, might be some people out there doubting him, thinking he's still in the committee. But I think he just will take over that backfield. You know, whenever you have a, a rookie that's performing well, like Carter has, I think, sorry, a, a second-year player like Carter has, you can't just bring a rookie in and give him the pill straight away. You know, they've got to earn it. Either the incumbent's got to step back a bit or the rookie's going to take a few games to earn it. So that's my take on it. And I think um, Hall would just continue to you know, be the RB1 and slowly eat away those rush attempts from from Michael Carter. Yeah, no, no I, I, look, I, I agree with that. I think that in a, in a few weeks from now, Bruce Hall's going to have the lion's share of, of the work. And if he keeps up this receiving production and has most of the rushing work, then he's a smash RB1. Yeah, I think we we both did Jets projections, right? The whole team did a bunch of projections that towards the titles team. And I think two or three times I had to go back and just double-check my projections because it was just like, this guy is going to absolutely kill it. Um, and it's looking like he definitely will you know, with that, that target share in PPL League. So you love that. I do love it. And I look like this is another one of yours. Always yours. I really like this one. James Robinson and Travis Etienne closer than you think. They're, they're all ours, Benny. It's ours, mate. They're all ours. Yeah, so this one, you know, like people are saying that James Robinson has completely overtaken his backfield and ETN's taking the back seat and, you know, he's, he's just dust and he's, you know, he's buried. But if you look at the actual percentages, it's not that much difference, you know, 17 rush temps to 13 rush temps, uh, targets, three targets each, uh, the snaps, 44 to Robinson, 33 to, to ETN. Uh, so Robertson's look fantastic. Don't take anything away from Jeb Robertson. I think it's great what he's done um, with that Achilles injury. Was it, I think it was Achilles. Was it Achilles ACL? Achilles, I think. Um, I don't know if he's, he's just telling Porky Pies because he looks, he looks so good that it's hard to believe that he's coming back from that injury. But he's looked great. Um, so hats off to him. But Etienne's still there. He's still getting snaps. He's still getting a decent snap share. Still getting targets. Uh, just hasn't had that sort of massive game yet. And sometimes that's not on the player, right? Sometimes the O-line's blocking fantastically for you and, and there's a massive hole. You've got to read it, right? You've got to make the work. I'm not saying Robinson's just run through massive lanes, but he's putting the work in too. But then other times you, you're getting stuffed in the backfield because it's a great play by the defense. Mm-hmm. So I reckon that starts to even out and ETN starts to get a little bit more uh, efficient and he's going to hang around and be useful. And, and I think, you know, we could see this flip on its head in the next you know, three or four weeks, it, it could start to could start to revert back to more even snap share, even ETN possibly taking over a little bit more. But I guess the main thing is it's just it's just closer than, than we we hear, right? People are saying he's he's gone and, and buried, but it's, it's he's still hanging around. Well, a hundred and nine 
of James Robinson's 230 rushing yards have come on three carries. Now, I know they all count. I get that. I, 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 I get that part. But still, it's um, it's a lot of, um, you know, it's a big chunk of his rushing yards on only three carries. And if you take away those three carries, well, then it, suddenly he doesn't look too flash. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like what I was saying, right? Like, it'd be good to watch the old 22, even just the tape and see what, what happened in those three carries. You know, maybe he's running through a big hole, but maybe he created himself, you know, I'm not sure. But the point is that Etienne's still there, right? We, we like James Robertson. We're not hating mm-hmm. on him. He's, he's a great player. But, you know, the, the draft capital and the, you know, the college career, I think, will lean towards Etienne in the long run. Well, uh, I... Yeah, that, 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 that's really my view as well. But Travis Etienne, he, he was a great running back in college, and um, I, I think he's going to get his share of the work eventually. Yeah, you think probably if James Robinson wasn't injured, they, they might have traded him last year. Um, so maybe, you know, him doing well probably ups his trade value again next year. Um, so wait, wait and see. And then look, the last one you've listed here, but we've already talked about it, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, zero zero red zone, zero goal line for the season. Um, Our snap this week by McKinnon, McKinnon thirty three snaps to to twenty five. Uh, he, he's getting that receiving work, which is good in the PPL league. But yeah, it's it's frustrating when you you own him because as as we talked about, no one wants to no one wants to buy him. So I don't know. Watch his space on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I guess that's the so what that's the plan. Watch his space. Maybe maybe the few more weeks as the RB4, RB5, RB6. Maybe you can you can move him for something decent, but wouldn't wouldn't hold my breath. No, I, I wouldn't. I don't think we can really get get anything that's returning the production. Would you buy him for a second? Maybe maybe that's the. Uh, I might buy him for us. a second. Yeah. If you win now, right? You you got a late second. I think that's fine. Definitely might buy for a second. Like, that's the oxy state. No, no, I I'd, I'd buy for a second. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Might that doesn't make any sense. Uh, definitely, maybe, probably, would be, could be. Uh, Phil struck back fifteen times, sat five times, as we talked about before. Man, I look. I, I was a Fields believer. I don't know if you were, but I, I believed heavily in Justin Fields. Um, Still do. Yeah, I, I, look, but you got to worry, right? You got to be concerned. Yeah, I, I, I still believe, but I, I don't expect anything to change. Um, not soon, anyway. Uh, unless they take the shackles off, or was coaching change? Uh, it, it is what it is. They just they're looking good running the ball, and they're winning. So if that's the case, no, no, they don't care about our fantasy teams. No, they just, just want to win. He has got a high floor, so he starts throwing a little bit more. Maybe he can get a bit of chemistry with with Dana Mooney. Some of those six targets might turn into you know four or five receptions, and and he's a borderline QB two. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty ugly for a little while, I think. And you know, look, what what are you gonna are you, are you gonna try and buy Fields right now? What would you pay for him? I don't, you can't buy you can't pay twenty three first. I, I don't think um, because it's just it's just he just looks too ugly, um, and you're not gonna get him for a second. Um, maybe maybe a really late twenty three first or a single twenty four first. I think I offered a twenty four first for him and got rejected straight away, which is probably the right move. But that's that's what mm-hmm. we're looking to do. 24 first or, or, you know, very late 23 first. But you're, you're the one taking on all the risk, right, with that 23 yeah. first. That 23 first might not be very late. Maybe it's turns out it's a mid-23 first and 
if this continues, you're going to feel too good about owning fields. So there's a lot of risk to take on where that 23 first, you could spend that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, at this point, if you get a first for him, whether that's 23 or 24, and you are, and you, you can, I can understand moving on. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you, I think you can cash out. I think you, you, you just paid a first for him, right? If you drafted him, could you get a first? I think you still might be able. You still might be able to do it in some superflex leagues. Maybe there's some teams rebuilding. Um, or by low, they've got they've got a someone's late first or something. Maybe they've they've yeah, maybe that's what you could do. But yeah, yeah it's just it's just it's just ugly. It's a little bit sad because I, I was a big fan too. We see him in that game against Clemson where he got absolutely cut in half and, and came back on and, and won the game. That's that's what we were looking forward to. And just haven't seen it yet. And finally, finally, um, Mac Jones, fourth highest A dot in the NFL. Yeah, surprising a little bit when, when I saw this um, stat. I think only Jameis Lamar and Mariota ahead of him, and then Mac Jones with no wide receivers, with with Aguilar and and Parker and Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers, no real wide receivers on So I, I don't know if that's just a sign of maybe the the Pat simple uh, you know offense under Patricia. Or whether it's you know he's he they are something you, you want to see or not, but yeah, I just think sometimes the the talk of you know needle armor and whatnot can be ever blown. Um, hopefully they, they get him a couple of weapons in the off season and uh, it's wheels up for Mac Jones. Well, it's all we can hope for. Just just give us a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase or two, and he'll look alright. Or even just a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle that'll work too. We'll take that. Uh, One hundred. That that that'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Love that. It's uh just just on that too. It's it's great to see Jamar still sorry not Jameis still being Jameis and just just chucking it up. Just you know, hero balling it to to Chris Alave or ever Alave. I can ne- I can never remember, but he's just slinging it. So I think I think he went large this week. Hopefully, it keeps happening for for Olave and uh, Jameis can uh, can stay in the league for a long time for all our fantasy teams and, and keep slinging that ball. Okay. Well, um, that's it. We're out of things to talk about today, which is better than last week. It went for like an hour and a half. So um, let's, let's sign off. Anything else you want to let the people know? No, mate. Just uh, enjoy week four. Daylight savings time down Australia. So no more three o'clock rises. The West Red Zone, you can get up at four o'clock and watch it, which is great. Massive sleep in. Huge. But yeah, it's, uh, hopefully we get some, some good games this week. Hopefully, um, yeah. Hopefully, the scoring picks up. It's been a bit low. It's been a little bit. Hey, it's, it's been a little bit low. I don't know if the defense is getting better or, or the offenses are just coming out of the off season. Maybe they'll start clicking now. Uh, Burrow's been pretty disappointing, so hopefully he can. You know, might be a shootout there against the Dolphins. That's a Thursday night game, so be be good to see them two going up against each other again. Tour and, and Burrow. All right, let's let's sign off and get to bed early. I'm tired. I'm old. Please. Ciao. Oh, <laughs>